there, and thank you for tuning in to the Sermons in Progress edition of the Connections Podcast, a digital ministry of New Joy Lutheran Church. I'm Chris Duckworth, pastor over at New Joy Lutheran Church. We're located in Westfield, Indiana, on the north side of Indianapolis, at the corner of 156 and Spring Mill, worshiping every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Hope you'll join us one Sunday soon. This podcast is in preparation for this coming Sunday, March 11th, the fourth Sunday in the season of Lent, the fourth Sunday in our Jesus Is series. This week we'll be hearing that Jesus is the Good Shepherd. But before we get into our reading from John chapter 10, just a few brief announcements. Please remember that throughout the season of Lent, we have Wednesday evening soup supper and evening prayer services. Our next one will be this coming Wednesday, March 14th. Soup supper at 6.15 p.m. and evening prayer service at 7 p.m. Now that following Wednesday, March 21st, we're having our second ever Messy Church. It is a multi-experiential a multi-generational experience of church. We gather for a meal, games and activities that are that are faith-based, that are based on the theme of the night, a Bible story of the night, then wrapping up with a worship service. So join us for the meal for Messy Church on Wednesday, March 21st. We gather at 5.30 p.m. starting with that. Meals served a few minutes after 5.30. Again, activity stations and uh, kind of fun and games they begin shortly after the meal, 6, 6.15, and then by 7 o'clock we gather for worship. You can come late, you can leave early. You can come just for the worship or come just for the food. Uh, it really is meant to be not highly structured, but come and go. Let our hair down, relax, build relationships at the foot of the cross and at the opening to the empty grave with Christian sisters and brothers, with friends and neighbors as we gather simply to be together, to be together to be God's people. It's a little messy in that way. It's not structured, not very formal. Uh, it's, it's just real. It's a messy church, March 21st, Wednesday night, starting at 5.30. Come as you're able. Come when you can. Leave when you need to. We'll be there. Check us out on our website, newjoy.org. I believe newjoy.org slash messychurch. There's a link at the top of our main page about Messy Church. We can read for more information. Then one other piece to highlight is that on Saturday, March 24th at 8 a.m., or rather 9 a.m., sorry, we have our pancake breakfast and Easter egg hunt. So again, Saturday, March 24th, pancake breakfast and Easter egg hunt. Mark your calendars. Please come bring your kids and grandkids and neighbors and friends as we celebrate the season and have a little fun together. Uh, gathering up eggs and enjoying food together and hosting a community event over there at New Joy at the corner of 156 and Spring Mill. All right, let's get into our reading for Sunday. Again, this is the reading for this coming Sunday, March 11th, from John chapter 10. Now, last week we read John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, and I didn't have a podcast last week. For that, I sincerely apologize. But in that passage, we heard the beginning of this imagery of Jesus uh, using imagery of sheep and sheep pen. 
And in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, he talked about the sheep in the pen and the thieves that come in to the pen to steal and destroy, but that the shepherd uh, comes uh, to protect. Uh, now, in that multi-layered imagery he used, he comes out and he says, I am the gate. And so last week I preached about Jesus being the gate, that, 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 that place of, of transition in between the safety and the confines of the sheep pen and the pasture and nourishment and joy of, of, of the pasture, of the world. And I, talked, I, I really liked that image of the gate as that transition, the gate as that in-between place. And that much of our lives we find ourselves in an in-between place. Not quite where we're going, but not yet no longer where we've been. Not quite reaching our goals. Uh, not quite as maybe strong or faithful or uh, successful as we want to be. We're in between. And so I said, with Jesus being the gate, that in-betweenness is actually a blessed and holy place. That place of transition is okay. So often in our society, we think we have to arrive at X. We have to be Y. But no, uh, when Jesus says he is the gate, he's honoring that in-between place. He's honoring that transition. And so we who are in transition from A to B, from X to Y, we who are in the middle place, not yet where we want to be or where we feel we should be. Jesus says he's the gate. We're in that in-between place with him. He honors that and dignifies that uh, even while we move through that space to another space. So that was a brief summary of our message last week. So this week now, the imagery of sheep and shepherds and pens continues. Here we are, John chapter 10, beginning at verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When the hired hand sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and he runs away. That's because he isn't the shepherd. The sheep aren't really his. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. He's only a hired hand and the sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I give up my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to this sheep pen. I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me. I give up my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I give it up because I want to. I have the right to give it up, and I have the right to take it up again. I receive this commandment from my Father. There was another division among the Jews because of Jesus' words. Many of them said, He has a demon and has lost his mind. Why listen to him? Others said, These aren't the words of someone who has a demon. Can a, de can a demon heal the eyes of people who are blind? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd in contrast to the hired hand. Jesus is the one who has a, a loyalty, a kinship, a responsibility, a love for the sheep. 
And Jesus will even lay down his life for the sheep. Now, I don't know much about shepherding. I've always lived in big metropolitan areas. And while where I've lived, we don't, shepherding's not a thing. But I imagine that a shepherd, like part of the job description is not to lay down your life for the sheep. That in order to kind of keep the sheep alive or to care for the sheep, you're not throwing your body in front of the wolf then to be dead and to leave your sheep unattended. You know, Psalm 23, which we'll also read on Sunday, talks about a rod and a staff. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, the psalm says. The rod and the staff are used to offer direction and little kind of gentle um, leading to the sheep. And then also to ward off predators. So the shepherd again isn't expected to give up his body to the wolf routinely. That's not the standard job description of a, sh- of a shepherd. But Jesus says that's what he does here. He gives up his life for the sheep. Referencing, of course, the cross, when he gives his life. And so, this gets complicated, right? Uh, And maybe this is where metaphors break down, right? Because if a shepherd gives up his life, then who leads the, the sheep? But he also talks about voice. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, there will be one shepherd, We think of the shepherd's voice leading the sheep in a certain direction. The shepherd giving up his life on the cross for the sake of the sheep. But that they too then might follow him into lives of service and sacrifice. Into lives of giving of themselves for the sake of others. So that's one aspect. Secondly, We noticed at our Bible study on Wednesday morning, in verse 16 of today's reading, that Jesus says, I have other sheep that don't belong to this sheep pen. I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. You know, we may often think in this imagery from John chapter 10 of the sheep pen as the pen itself, as the community of believers, as the church. Jesus says, I have sheep that are not part of this pen. It reminds us, of course, right, that Jesus has those who he loves, those whom he calls, those who are his people, who are not, quote-unquote, one of us. That is our sheep pen, the walls of our church, the, 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 the fence around our, our sheep pen, isn't the only definer of the beloved of God isn't the only um, definition, isn't the only uh, way of understanding who and what are God's people, who and what is the church, who and what is the community of God. To that end, Jesus' words there in verse 16 are, are humbling but also hopeful for those who are in the sheep pen. Inside the sheep pen, we know each other and we love each other. Inside the sheep pen, we're familiar with one another. Inside the sheep pen, we are safe and we have a sense of community and kinship. 
Jesus then reminds us, though, the one who is the gate, standing there at the transition, standing there at the edge between the pen and the pasture, between the pen and the rest of the world, Jesus reminds us that, no, there are other sheep that are mine, though. And notice that in today's reading, he doesn't say, I'm going to bring them into this pen. Not necessarily. Jesus' call isn't necessarily to jam more sheep into that pen, though certainly some may come in. His call is to lead them where they are. His call is to have one flock, to be one shepherd of one flock. But again, again, maybe splitting hairs here, maybe pushing a metaphor too far. But he doesn't say here that I'm going to bring them back into this pen. This Lord who is the gate, that place of transition of coming in and going out, of going from one place to the next, is the one who says, you are in the pen are mine, but also there are some of mine out there in the world as well. And I am shepherd of all of them. We are all one flock. You are all one flock, even in different locations and ways of relating to me. Again, I think that's hopeful. We put up our fences and our pens and we make divisions and we we draw lines and Jesus is always on the other side of the lines we draw of who's in and who's out. That's why he is the gate itself. That's why he is the door. That's why he is that transition. Because while we draw lines for in and out, Jesus is neither in nor out or he is both in and out. That's the good shepherd gathering all his sheep wherever they are to lead them wherever they are into newness and abundance of life. More to say here, and I definitely have more to study on in this text. As familiar as this imagery is of the shepherd, the sheep, the sheep pen, it's also complicated. So I invite you to please pray for me as I prepare to Proclaim God's word this Sunday, and as I'll be praying for all of you who are listening to this and who will be coming to church on Sunday to hear the good news of the Good Shepherd who lays down his life and leads us into everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray now, bringing our cares and our concerns and our joys to God, and let us. We'll then conclude then with the words that our Savior gave us to pray. So let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, you are the Good Shepherd. Give us ears to hear your voice. Give us the will to follow your voice. Give us eyes to see members of the flock, both within and beyond the walls of our church, the fence of our pen. Make of us one flock, O God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the world, O God, we pray for peace in the Middle East, for peace in the Korean Peninsula, for peace wherever violence reigns in homes scarred by domestic violence and schools marred by bullying and gun violence.
in communities where people, because of their culture or identity or politics or whatever descriptor, are unwelcome, O oh God. We ask for your wholeness and your healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the sick we pray, O oh Lord. Speak words of healing. Offer your transforming touch. Hold all who are suffering and sick in any way. Bring them wholeness, bring them healing, and give them hope for now and for the time to come of your everlasting embrace and promise of resurrection life. Again, a promise we receive now and in the time to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers now, O God, the concerns of our hearts, the names of loved ones that we lift up to you, the situations in the world that weigh heavy on our hearts. Hear us now as we lift those up to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless us, O God, this week and always. May we see in others sheep of your own calling, members of our same flock. Unity, O God, in your love and in your calling. Bless us this day and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sermons in Progress edition of this Connections podcast. May you have a blessed week. May you know God's love for you. May you hear our Lord's calling to you. For indeed, he does call you makes you one of his flock, and leads you into fullness and into everlasting life. Have a blessed week. Hope to see you one day soon at New Joy Lutheran Church, 156 in Spring Mill, 9.30 a.m. every Sunday. Till then, God bless. May know God's love for you. Bye-bye now.